When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Great form by you hitting play on this podcast. Now, check out Same Racer, the brand new racing app for same race multi-tips. Same Racer. Download from the App Store and Google Play. Powered by Bluebet. Gamble responsibly. Call 1-800-858-858. Deck maintenance isn't fun. Move the furniture and barbecue, sand and prep, paint, seal, or get a low-maintenance Trex deck. The only colour fade you'll have to deal with is watching the sunset. Trex, the world's number one decking brand. Anyway, we're going to run on. Speaking of sun and speaking of some shadows, well, finally we've got some crowds over in Flushing Meadows this time around. And our correspondent, well, we're going to call him our correspondent, but he's actually the New York Times tennis correspondent. (laughs) And we appreciate him joining us here on Baz and Izzy for breakfast on SENZ. And I think he's on a bus over there with plenty of people around him, but hopefully you can hear us. Good morning, Christopher. I can hear you. I can hear you fine, despite the bus noise. But if I'm going to be your tennis court, <laughs> oh. I'd be looking for my paycheck. My paycheck every week. I want to be. I want to be seeing that every week. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's why. I back, that's why I backtracked. I realised that our budget's a little skinny to be getting such a, a fine tennis correspondent. Plus, the US dollar's a bit strong for us too. But anyway, mate, you must love this time of year. Yeah, it's, I got to tell you, as you guys were talking about earlier, you know, between the poetry, that was some nice poetry there. I was, I was enjoying that. But the, uh, <laughs> the way it is over here, it's, it's, like, it's like a real shot in the arm, no pun intended, in the sense that people are back here at the U.S. Open. <laughs> it's been a tough time over here in the U.S. And basically, maybe the pun was intended, but the, um, the fact of it is, you know, it's just last year was dead. There was nobody here. It was totally uh, players playing to piped in applause it was very artificial i don't think anybody liked it and now this year you know for better or worse we'll see how things go they have uh, new regulations in place for the vaccines you got to have a vaccine to get in the stadium now but the crowds yesterday were huge just massive and then that like sort of changing of the guard at the night session when the afternoon session fans are leaving and the night session fans are coming in it was just like old times so i just fingers crossed everything's going to stay safe Chris, we'll get on to the tennis and see. Just, I want to pick up on that point you made about you need a vaccine to get into the stadium. How do you prove that? Do, do you scan something? Like how how do they? How does that actually work? Well, it's interesting because I've been, I was quarantined or isolated for a long time. You know, for over a year I wasn't traveling, but I went back out on the road for the French Open tennis and Wimbledon and then the Open golf in uh, at Sandwich this year. And the Brits, they were doing it with uh, you know, the, the mobile phone. You had it on your phone. You had a proof of vaccination. It was a, a scan code. The U.S. were a little behind the, the Euros on that one. So basically people have their vaccination card most of the time. There are some apps that will help you do it. But you got to show it at the entrance. And if you don't have it, you don't get in. And obviously the kids who are under 12 have to have a, uh, a proof of a, a negative test to get in, too. So it's a, they weren't going to do that. And they changed their rules because of some uh, – Talks with the mayor's office here. They changed about 48 hours before the tournament. So some people have been scrambling, but it sure didn't affect the crowd yesterday. It was packed, packed to the rafters. Well, that's good because the best players in the world, we, we come from different sports, but we appreciate 
what the crowd can do when when you're talking competition. And one of the biggest stars in the world, Novak Djokovic, is he starts his campaign today this morning at 11 a.m. He's he's trying to become the first uh, men's player since Rod Laver in 1969 to complete the clean sweep of Grand Slam titles and move past Federer and Nadal. What's the eerie feeling? Is there some expectation that, that he can achieve it? You know, guys, I've been covering tennis and sport for 30-plus years. I've never seen a Grand Slam. Um, I started right after Stephanie Graff did hers in 88. So I would love to see it. I think it's a big deal. I hope the people in the sports world around the world make it a big deal if he does it because, frankly, nobody's even come close on the men's side since labor. Nobody's even won mm. three of the legs until now. And what's it been, 52 years? So yeah. that's a big deal to me. I, I think it's such a hard sport with all the travel around the world, all the change in surfaces and all the ups and downs throughout the year. So it would be a huge achievement. I think he's, he's in good position to do it. But, you know, these younger guys are improving. One of them could certainly take him out down the stretch. And he, you know, he, I think he might have peaked a little early this year. So he'll have to do it, you know, with all his experience and his resilience, of which he has plenty. But I think it's going to be a heck of a, a home stretch. You spoke about young guys. Uh, you know, no, no Jet Djokovic. Who's his biggest threat for this, this tournament? Well, you know, there are really three guys who've kind of proven themselves now. I mean, you've got Daniel Medvedev, the Russian's on the other side of the mm. draw. So he's seated second. He's a great hardcore player. A lot of people thought when he played Novak in the Australian Open final back in February that he would really you know, threaten him because he'd beaten him before, but he ended up getting routed by Novak. But I'm, I'm not sure the situation is quite the same now. I would give Medvedev a good shot if he gets to the final together. Alexander Zverev just beat Novak best three at the Olympics in semis in three sets, and he's looking very confident, won pretty easily today against the tough guy Sam Querrey from the U.S. So he's a threat. He could play him in the semis. And then you got guys like Berrettini and Tsitsipas, who are young guys as well. Mm. Berrettini, the Italian, played Novak at Wimbledon in the final. And Tsitsipas is the Greek who's you know, kind of like the closest game to Federer of anybody with a one-handed backhand. He's dangerous too. So there's, a, there's four guys there that I think are, are real threats to Novak if he plays them. Oh, I want to ask you about Nick Kyrgios. Another wee emotional performance yesterday. Uh, gets pretty lippy and, and wears his heart on his sleeve. How's he been perceived around the tennis world? Because all we hear is, is the things that we see on the media. Is he actually not liked that much? Well, Nick has taken on some of his peers, you know, during, especially during the pandemic. He's kind of gone after him and said you know, they, they, were, they shouldn't be organizing things or playing out there. He went after Novak and his, his, uh, his tour, his Adria tour, which a bunch of players tested positive, including Novak, back in kind of the peak pandemic period in Europe. And Nick, you know, he's not afraid of anybody or anything. He goes after him. Mm. I'm not going to make you popular with your peers, for sure. You guys don't like being called out in public like that. But let me tell you one thing. I haven't talked to Federer, interviewed him a lot, talked to Nadal and Djokovic. I think they're all uh, – nobody wants to play him, huh? He had a tough loss last night. Probably was most lopsided loss in a slam recently. Went down in the first round late night, which is usually curious this time of night, on a fast court, and played Bautista from Spain, who's a very good player, and – Bautista just absorbed his power and knocked him out in straight sets. So that was disappointing for Nick, I think. But the guy has so much ability, but at the moment I just don't see him being somebody who'll be able to have that consistency he needs to be a Grand Slam champion. Huh? Mm. Talking to Christopher Cleary out of the States, of course, Flushing Meadows going on, the US Open underway. And, mate, you, well, not only are you the New York Times t- tennis correspondent, but you've also just recently... Uh, written the book The Master, which is the book on the great Roger Federer. You mentioned him before. What just an amazing individual he is. And 
And how 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 was that process, and and did you enjoy going through it all? Yeah, it was kind of a lifelong dream of mine to write a you know a real uh, big publisher book, and it's called The Master. It's the brilliant career of Roger Federer. It's actually out in New Zealand for a couple of weeks, and um, yeah, it's based on twenty years of interviews with Federer, Nadal, and Djokovic. It's kind of an account of his whole career and his process, how he became a champion. He had a lot harder time than people realize, I think, making that transition. And it kind of recounts this whole amazing era in men's tennis, which they're calling the golden era, and I agree. It's been one of the best eras in any sport with these guys going at it for 15 years at each other and these rivalries. And I was really – I got some great access to Roger along the way of my reporting. I really think he's a remarkable person, remarkable champion, and he's a, there's a lot to learn from him for all of us, not just for sports stars. Yeah, we, I love what he's about. He's an absolute family man. I love how his wife is at every single game. Mate, Roger Ferrer, he came back from a knee injury. Can he get back to the heights that he has achieved over his uh, career? If he does, guys, it'll be one of the greatest achievements ever in sport to come back at that stage. He's 40 years old, like you say. and mm. I don't see it myself. I think he, I think his, his best days are, are behind him now, which is one of the reasons why I wanted to write this book now, to kind of look back in a nostalgic way about all he's achieved. But if he pulls it off, he loves the game. He's an optimist. He's a, obviously a freak in terms of his ability to uh, still move well at his age, but it's a lot to ask. Tennis doesn't usually come back to you right away. He'll have missed a lot of time in the last two or three years. Mm. Well, Christopher, we're going we're gonna to let you go in a sec, mate, but we really do appreciate um, you taking the time to, to chat to us here on Baz and Izzy for breakfast as well. Just before we do let you go, Ash Barty, she should be just about playing live as we're chatting, can we just ask you quickly about Ash Barty and, and what her expectations will be in this tournament? Yeah, Ash is up playing well right now against Vera Zvonareva, who's a, a very veteran player from Russia. And Ash is, uh, I think, at the peak of her career right now. Got the confidence from winning Wimbledon. She's really, uh, I think, matured, grown up. That time she spent in Australia when she couldn't get on tour last year with the pandemic, I think, gave her a real appetite for the game. I love her tennis. She's a classy person. Um, I think she's somebody who... It really could grow the game if she has some longevity in it. She's somebody who really, uh, I think people are going to respect and learn to appreciate more and more as time goes on. But she's got all the shots, guys. You know, got the drop shots, the drives, the chip backhand, two-handed drive, great serve, volleys. She's a complete player. So that's great to see in the women's game, you know. And a former cricketer to boot as well, of course, playing for the Brisbane Heat over there in Australia in the women's big bash. She won the first set 6-1. She's tied in the second 3 all, But... Christopher, mate, we really appreciate you joining us. We know you're a busy man. You've got plenty on, on the go, and, and we thank you heaps, and we wish you all the best as well with, with your book, The Master, on the great Roger Federer, and thanks for taking the time to ch chat to us. Hey, guys, it's a pleasure to speak to anybody who comes from one of the best countries on the planet. So, my pleasure. <laughs> oh, legend. Legend. Thank you, mate. That was Christopher Clary, who is the New York Times tennis correspondent over there at Flushing Meadows. And, of course, the author of The Master, a book on Roger Federer, which is out here in New Zealand. It's been out here for a couple of weeks, he said, so that might be a nice little, nice little gift to be able to pass some time while you're in lockdown if you can get your hands on that at any stage. But some interesting insights, and uh, it's an interesting... Uh, Roger Federer, we know where he sits. What, what he mentioned about mm. Novak Djokovic, just the, the size of what... the magnitude of what he can achieve in the next few days if he's able to, or in the next week or so, if he's able to, to claim that title. He's already won three of the, the four 
um, Grand Slam events, if he's able to achieve that, is that is just, I mean, that that's a hist- hist- history-making moment, right? Like that's that's what's well, massive. Even he said it himself, he's been covering it for what best part of forty odd years or thirty odd years. Never seen it. Wow. It's the sixties. Last time was Rod Laver over in Melbourne, the great Australian. Um, was the last one back in the sixties. So man, that'll be huge. And I'm, I'm loving this competition between these top top line tennis players. You got Rafael Nadal, Roger Federer. Hopefully he can come back. I can't see it happening with his age, but um, he's still got game. Uh, and then you got um, Novak Djokovic. I love seeing those boys go to battle on the court. Uh, I'm not a huge uh, tennis fan, but I really enjoy top athletes and, and how they go about their work, and, and those guys are right up there. Oh, I like tennis. I'm not, I, wouldn't, I don't watch a lot of tennis, but I like playing tennis. Mm. I'm going to put a mm. court in at some stages. If we can, maybe if the punt gets up this afternoon, we can put a, we can put a <laughs> tennis court in here and matter, matter. What do you reckon? I'll buy you up and we can well, work that. on your serve and volley. You won't be able to handle that first serve, mate. Right, back, back right, mate. Back right. <laughs> See ya. Back right. There you go. Izzy Dag on the charge with the serve, the big tennis serve. 7.17 in the morning here on Baz and Izzy for breakfast. That was Christopher Clary out of the US Open chat. So anyway, it's Baz and Izzy for breakfast. Thanks to Chemist Warehouse. Great savings every day. Sometimes needing new tyres can catch us by surprise. That's why tyre power gives you the power of zip pay and zip money. You can get what you need now, get back on the road safely and pay for it later. Terms and conditions apply. So visit tyrepower.com.au or call 13 91